Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey Nochel Prano. Good morning, Andy. A little water. I was a little, little horse on that. Get you, get you some liquid, Andy. There we go. A horse. Too much. Too much talking at the neighborhood block party last night. Maybe I don't know. Too much hollering at uh, basketball tryouts. Oh man. Oh man, we uh, it'll be interesting. I, I gotta watch what I say. I feel whoever listens to this could be could be uh, eliminated. Could be as a coach. We did not get the best player. I'll say that much. Okay. So, were did, you were you thinking that you might? Well, you had one in three chance. There's three teams. There's three teams for this grade. Yeah. So. You basically have two opponents the whole year. No, no, no. There's three teams just from this school in the fourth grade. Got it. So there was, let's see here. There was 26 boys who wanted to play. So nine, nine and eight are the teams as far as number of players. And we had the best player on the, in the league last year and he's coming back and And we, but the, but there's a new kid who's better. No, 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 no. He's still the best player, but how it does, we basically, you know, you draw straws. And you pick. did not receive that player. So, so, no. So, we got the number two pick. Now, he went to the worst team from last year. So, right. it, it would be like the NBA draft. It'd be like, like I say, you know, Allen Iverson going to the worst team. Right. The team went 0-11 last year. Oh, and 11. I'm just saying, I worry about the kid's talent being wasted. I know it's fourth grade. <laughs> not sure. Not sure what the ability is over on that other squad as far as coaching. Well, it yeah. sounds like it's a whole new team. Well, What's the same, the coaches and the jersey color. <laughs> the, the coaches are the same. And I, and I was told that last year they let everybody take turns bringing the ball up. That seems reckless. Uh, I couldn't agree more. And, and and this star player is a point guard. He's got, maybe I'm exaggerating. He's got that Magic Johnson, LeBron-like vision. He understands spacing. He understands he can score at will, but he doesn't do that. He understands getting his teammates involved. So my take was, geez, if you guys do that again this year, you will completely waste this kid's talent as a point guard. But we'll see. All in all, it's a new season. I got four of the same. Kids from last year, so familiar with them, and and we'll see where it goes. And I see that you have your Los Angeles Rams sweatshirt on today. Your two teams played. Oh, Los Angeles Chargers. I thought it was Rams. I was like, oh, the two teams played. Winner got the winner got to officially be yours for the rest of the year. No, but I did lose uh, Russell Wilson. You did. 
Did you watch that game? I did. Streak will be over this week. It was inevitable. His streak. Oh, of starts. Yeah. Kind of stinks too. He's at 149. He didn't get to 150. It's tough. He made it almost nine and a half seasons. Bravo to Russell Wilson. It is crazy though. I, you know, I looked it up. I seeing the, it, it, that puts him sixth all time. It goes uh, as far as consecutive starts. Let's see if I can remember. It goes Favre, Philip Rivers, which he had until he retired. Again, I'm talking consecutive. I'm not talking from the start of their career. I believe Eli is third. Well, I think Peyton want, went more games than Eli, didn't he? No, I don't. Let's pull it up. My, I've already forgotten. Yeah, I'm correct. So it goes Favre 297, Rivers 240, Eli 210, Peyton 208, Matt Ryan 154, Russell Wilson 149, Matthew Stafford 136. Now, if you add in playoffs, that's maybe the difference. Playoffs, Peyton would be ahead of Eli, and Ross would be ahead of Matt Ryan. But that's just if you had the playoff starts. But it really does go, go to show how hard it is to stay on the field. Yeah. Joe Flacco's eighth all-time in that list. 120. That was, that was a good run there, that middle, that middle group. The Mannings, Flacco, Ryan, Stafford. No love for Philip Rivers. Rivers, sorry, dude. I, 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 I just don't get these QB discussions. I saw another one like debating his Hall of Fame. Though you're just like, dude, Who's? Rivers. I saw another. I don't know if it was Twitter or a, a blog. I'm just like, guys, if you stay on the field for 240 straight starts, what the fuck are we even talking about here? I mean, that alone doesn't make you a Hall of Famer, but. You were compiling but, a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns and a lot of wins in that time. That's what I'm saying with those, with those starts. But, but again, if you look at that list, it's like, I don't, I just, I just, I, I, I am now to the point of, I know how hard it is for these guys to stay on the field. And it's just, I mean, that that's the same thing. You, you know, you look at the touchdowns list, you look at the yards list. It's like, all those guys, that's the whole thing in the Philip Rivers discussion and the Eli discussion. It's like, well, people will be past them soon. It's like they won't. If you, if you go, if you, if you're sixth or seventh or eighth all time when you retire, who cares what happens after you? It's like you were still, you still threw the six most touchdowns ever. But Joe, my counter to that is they won't because I, I right. hear that. I hear that. Crap. The argument, they're going to get past. They're not going to get past because guys don't stay on the field. Right. They just don't. Right. Dude, you, you've already seen it with Mahomes. I'd be shocked if Mahomes ever went three to four straight seasons without missing a stop. Right. And that's, oh, dude, we, we can get into a hole. That's going to be a big part of my Jason Garrett rant today but uh you know we can save that we can save that for later we can we can get the group you know the wheel spinning here before we do that well we can get them spinning with that rams seahawks game and obviously russ goes down and i would almost call it a fluke injury 
Yeah. I mean, not that fluke for quarterbacks. It's, you know, you see it every once in a while, but, um, but like what's crazy is it had already happened to Stafford in the game. I know. And Stafford's isn't that bad. Stafford comes over. They, they literally put his finger back. Russ comes over. They put his finger back after the game. Stafford's talking about they wrapped it and it was tougher to grip the ball, but he was fine. You know, that's football. And after the game, Russell's going to need surgery and is going to be out six weeks. Sounds like, you know, four to eight weeks in the six week range. Yeah, it is crazy. Just watching him, he's over just holding that football, trying to obviously he couldn't go in. I mean, Gino played all right. Gino played all right, but. You know, you're you're undermanned in that game as it is like you're not, you know, the Rams are the better team. Rams are favored in that game. You think the Rams are going to win? You're going to need something special out of especially out of your offense. And once Gino comes in, it's like. Yeah, sure. He has one good drive. He also just like, you know, the same thing happened in in the Giants game. It's like you, you get you get the one drive where the defense doesn't you know is facing the guy they haven't prepared for and he looks all right and the next drive pick game over sure well i you know seahawks are screwed i mean i don't know well, yeah and they like, were already on the ropes sure i yeah exactly so um but that's it that's lights out on the seahawks well, well especially when, smith won't win games with yeah the if, the, if their defense the was better yeah if their defense was better and, i mean that's another thing we're definitely going to talk about today. I mean, this is not a, uh, this is something we've been talking about for a while and it has now got the Kansas city chiefs, but like you pay your quarterback a ton of money. You pay his weapons a ton of money to keep him happy. Suddenly you're losing games, super bowl games. Cause your offensive line's not good. Suddenly you can't fucking play defense at all. It's like, this is, and surprise, surprise. The, the Chargers with Justin Herbert on a rookie contract look pretty fucking legit. The Arizona Cardinals signing every big name free agent that you've ever heard of with Kyler Murray on a rookie contract looking pretty good. Josh Allen and the Bills looking pretty good. It's like I, well, he, I did, he, he did get my, Josh Allen did get paid already. Right. But he didn't get the. Josh Allen was a MVP candidate last year, mega star, $500 million. Say goodbye to every single weapon you have and everybody on your defense. But I understand these guys got to get paid. I understand it's a business. Yeah. So, I mean, that begs the question what do you do if you're the Chiefs? I mean, their defense is awful. Yeah. And, and it's not, and we know it's not the coach. I mean, Spagnola's got a long resume of successful defenses. And Super Bowls, multiple Super Bowls. It's a it's it's a straight of talent deficiency. Well, and also, you know, Mahomes. I don't want to use the word struggle. Do you use the word struggling with him? He's had six turnovers in three games. Yeah, I would, but that is that is kind of the you know when you're protected. I mean, Mahomes is you know physically as talented as anybody we've ever seen at the quarterback position. And then for a while there had all the weapons, had a fine to good defense, had great offensive line, you know, was protected. Oh, and he's 
you know, throws five picks in a year. And now he's, you know, fumbling the ball. He's running for his life. He's throwing the ball away. He's, and he's, and he's pressed to make throws because he's down. Sure. Big, big down big in that game. And, you know, I guess the, you know, the question of what you do, I know like essentially no one's ever made this call except for, you know, like the LeBron Wade Bosch trio or whatever, but the idea of, and, and, you know, to some extent, Brady, a little bit, these guys who extend before, but like you, all the things that come with being a winning quarterback in the NFL, whether it be, you know, pro bowls and, 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 you know, uh, personal awards and commercials and deep playoff runs and playoff bonuses and all this stuff is like some agent at some point should do the math on like, how do we legit make the most money overall? Not just how do we make the most money in your contract. Now it's going to be hard to make more money for anybody than, than what Patrick Mahomes is getting, but like he's in a lot of fucking commercials. And if he doesn't make the playoffs this year, is he still in that many commercials? And I think they're going to make the playoffs, but I'm just saying the point is he's played in two consecutive Super Bowls. He's played in an AFC championship game. I'm st- I'm not out on the chiefs by any means, but these guys, it's like, you know, I just wonder if you said to Patrick Mahomes, like, would you give up? Would you give up fifty million dollars total from your five hundred million dollar contract if it meant that you didn't ever start two and three, that you started yeah. three and one or better every year? I wonder what he'd say. And let's not forget, they're two and three, but even that first game. They were down big to the Browns. My, my point yep. is there's only other five games. There's only one game where you could say they were in control against Philly. Like th- they have, are, they're struggling. A number of teams in the league at this point whose records could be completely reversed. Whose, you know, wins are suspect or whose losses are suspect. You know, it's, it's kind of crazy. So there are two games back of the chargers. Again, it's early. It's five weeks in. We got 13 more weeks of the season. I I don't think that they can win. I no, correction. They can. Shouldn't say can't. I don't think they will win that division, the Chiefs. I just think the Chargers again, the Chargers can win in a tough defensive battle. Chargers can win yesterday in a shootout. I just think the Chargers all around. Herbert's special. My, like, I even think that the Chiefs can win the division. But if you go back and, you know, Bills fans are already chirping because I didn't have the Bills in the AFC championship game. I don't believe. And it's like, ah, there's your, and I'm like, I have never disrespected the Bills. I simply think it's a matter of the draw, you know, Um, and this is a great example. If you get the Chiefs because, you know, they're the one seed and you're the three seed or whatever, 
that you know my point is is like unless unless the bills are the one or two seed it's not necessarily like an easy path now that being said you look at a team like the chiefs they could win the division but if you're not if you don't have home field until you know you have you have it in the game one but then you go on the road game two and then you potentially come back like that especially with the longer playoff 17 game season i mean in the recent history having a buy helps a lot who's the best team in the afc right now i mean how could you not say it's the bills yeah i would i would say it's the bills right now Also, I'm not like, oh, the Bills are going to the Super Bowl. Sure. I picked them, but. To go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, Bills, Bucks, I think, again. Or Bucks again. But they got to worry, though, man, because that division is just so competitive. I know the Raiders have lost two in a row. Dude, you don't even want to get me fucked. You know, I had a 10-team parlay. I was nine legs through in the fucking Raiders. Oh man, what a! They just had to win too. They didn't have to cover. Just had what to win. What an egg they laid yesterday against the fucking bear. And then like, why? Like, like the the Khalil Mack uh, revenge game. The Raiders can't score. John Gruden on a racist email from twelve years ago where he wasn't even working for the NFL. Like. I mean, these, this, the, like, listen, any lips joke essentially going to be, you know, hard, hard to like argue. We're not, not making a racist joke, whether or not when you're, when you're making a lips joke, sure. But, but like, this is what we're doing now. He didn't even work. He wasn't even a coach. No, this was for, for anybody. Cause I feel like nobody even actually discusses why this actually came to fruition. The NFL was investigating past stuff with the Washington football team because they've just had scandal or problem after problem. So the NFL was reviewing, get this, and this is my favorite part of it. The NFL was reviewing 650,000 old emails from the Washington football team, which to me is hilarious. Yeah. So in those emails was, you know, the racist trope, which he said that Dumbarese, instead of Maurice Smith, Dumbarese Smith has lips the size of Michelin tires, which again, yeah, it's tough to really say like, dude, how's that not? And he, he explained this and blah, 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 blah. It's like, dude. He said he in the past he's referred to people he believes is lying as rubber lips. Never heard that before. Yeah. And he took it too far. Well, well, regardless. Well, well, there's a few things that the few things there's a few things here. Why is the NFL looking at 650,000 emails from one, one team? Who's doing this? Like. I just don't get it. Well, like, what do you. And then what? And then it's like, hey, this guy who wasn't a coach in the league then said that, like, 
Who's the guy who's like, I got something. But also every, if you look at this, every single player, former and present, has defended Gruden, who played for him. From Tim Brown to Josh Jacobs now. You know what I'm saying? Like every single But it's a conversation. Sure, and that's fine. But my point is, like you said, he didn't even, he wasn't even in the NFL. He was actually an ESPN analyst. So I don't know if you saw. Then, of course, Tariko is discussing it because he was working with him at the time. And Dungy and them discussed it last night. And look, I don't think Raiden's a Bruce, uh, or, or Raiden. I don't think Gruden's a racist. Did he, did he probably say a racist comment? I mean, by all means, it looks like it. Have most of us said some stupid shit in the day that's racist? Yeah, it's at a time. But my point is this goes back to the, you know, the game. It's like, well, like, do you think that affected no, it? I, I do. It's like, I mean, it affects it one way or the other. He's thinking about it. He's talking about it. He's not prepping. And that time he's not prepping, you know, surprise, surprise. The Jags fucking lost again. You know, sure. like they had, they had three extra days to prepare. They fucking lost. It's like. You know, as far as as far as the league goes, like it's it's shit like I think shit like that it can be the difference. But you know what's confusing about all this with the league? You say, okay, you're you're gonna like you said, you're gonna put the email out there. And I would counter that with you got guys on teams that are felons. Right. Do you see my my point? Like Gruden said some racist shit 12 years ago. Doesn't make it okay. This guy on this team beat the shit out of a woman. And it's just not a big, like, I, I, I well, we've all, that, that means, but, but that's my point. It's like, what's worse? Right. A dumb racist line in an email or beating the shit out of a woman. I mean, this is, this, this is, you know, in the last, in the last five years, this is the entire conversation with the NFL. Every single thing goes back to, can go back to that. I mean, again, John Gruden's not going to be banned from the league. Players who are, you know, Deshaun Watson still isn't banned from the league. He's got still 20 getting, accusations against him. Still getting paid. There's, you know, there's guys who, uh, you know, assault charges, f- f- machine guns in their car, drugs, whatever. Like, it, we always go to the same thing. Colin Kaepernick still banned from the, the league. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, I, I, I just, like... It just, yeah, not, none of it, whatever. Like, I think it, I think it might've affected have the game. a 10 team parlay undone by a 12 year old email. John Gruden doing lips jokes. Rough Sunday. I just, I just don't know the end game of that. Like, does somebody just not like Gruden? Right. Like, what is the end game? Or somebody getting- just feels like in 2021, this is like the kind of thing you have to talk about. You have, I have, this has to be brought to somebody's attention. The league is reviewing it, is what they say, which makes me laugh. Right. Meanwhile, Kareem Hunt's like, I'm going for 100 yards again. And there's video evidence of me doing some wild shit out there. They're on that. They're on that brink, though. I mean, the Raiders start three and zero. You know how they are. I feel like that's an organization where you can lose them quick. Totally. And like the Chargers game, they showed at least some life. 
Sure. And, and they come back. It's a Monday night. It's in L.A. You could tell that was their, you know, that was going to be a tough game. But the Bears? Yeah, that could be that could be the beginning of the end. Well, this is all good news for the Chiefs because the Bears are, I'm sorry, the Raiders are going that route. The Broncos are going that route. It's going to probably come down to a two-team race. Are the are the Detroit Lions the most cursed team ever? Um, listen, the way they're losing these games is just dumb. But the way they're losing these games is they go for it, they get two, they go up a point. It's like just fucking don't roll over and play stupid. Prevent, let the guy get to midfield, give him a shot. Like, why don't you just not? worry about whether or not the guy makes a 50 yarder at the end of regulation or whatever. Like just don't even put yourself in that position. I mean, it's, it's, it's absolutely wild. And they showed that stat last night, which I screenshot and tweeted out from dirty sports. The lions are the first team to lose on a game winning field goal of 50 plus yards with no time left in the clock twice in a season. Yeah. It's week five. No one's done it twice in a season. They've done it twice in the last three games. And I love how they show with the graphic NBC showed the picture of just Jared Goff, just sitting there with his shoulder pads. Then there was some debate under the tweet. Shout out to the dirt balls about what kind of pizza he is now. Someone says, Andres Garcia said he's been downgraded to a take and bake. The response from Vaughn says, shit, at least the take and bakes are large, extra large. Yeah, I think he's, he's, he, he's a medium one way or the other. He's not, he's not the largest size. If he a frozen pizza, okay, well, he's a frozen personal. Is he a like, whatever? He's not a large. He's not, he's not filling anybody. No, certainly not filling Detroit Lions fans with hope. I legit feel bad for the Lions. I mean, seeing their coach cry. Did you see him? Yeah. It, it's 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 the same feeling I have for like third and fourth graders playing basketball and they cry and they lose. That's how I felt for Dan Campbell. It's just a sad scene. But you know what? I don't feel bad for Detroit because the Lions have been a piss poor mismanaged True. disaster franchise forever. True. And now this guy signs up to be their head coach. And by the way, great example. I, you know, again, we're, we'll get into my fucking Jason Garrett rant, but who's the offensive coordinator of the Detroit lions? I don't know. The fucking dude from the chargers. Anthony Lynn. Anthony Lynn. I didn't retread head coach. Oh, their offense fucking sucks. This is, there are not that many people around the league that are doing this. Surprise, surprise. All of them fucking suck on offense. Anthony Lynn, Pat Shermer and the Broncos, uh, Bevel with the Jaguars, and fucking the worst of all time, Jason Garrett with the New York Giants. How do you, how do you go from being a major head coach or a major coordinator, suck at it, and then still have have a job in the league. 
you know, you, you, Mike McCarthy, you, you give a, you know, Andy Reid obviously got a, you know, a Super Bowl with the Chiefs. Like you take a shot on a coach that had like a decent run and you think the situation is one thing, but you have a guy who stunk and now you're downgrading them. Jason Garrett wasn't even the offense. The, the Cowboys kept the offense coordinator. <laughs> Kellen Moore still their offense coordinator. They just got rid of Jason Garrett. And the Giants are like, we'll take him. And we'll back him up with Freddie Kitchens just in case Jason Garrett chokes on a chicken bone. Well, I think what it is at this point, it's just, it's like any profession, right? It's the good old boy system. It's any profession. You have the connections. You've been there long enough. That's what all these retread hires are. But you're, but the, the retread hire in today's NFL. It's terrible. I agree. It's not terrible. It's so misinformed. You're taking an old school telephone worker, a guy who used to climb poles and fix downed phone wires. And you're putting them in charge of the iPhone. These are not the same thing. They're not the fucking same thing. Jason Garrett yesterday got Daniel Jones hurt. He fucking got him hurt. And I said earlier in the day, he's going to get him hurt with the antiquated offense that he has in 2021. Everybody's faster. Everybody's stronger. And you're going with weird single look like long passes, like one read long passes on first down that are never completed because you're sending one guy out and you're making one read. Then you're running the ball on second down for no gain. And then on surprise, surprise on third and eight, the entire defense is coming. Why wouldn't they? They know exactly what you're going to do. What are you going to, what the fuck else would you be doing? Of course you have to throw the ball. What a disastrous strategy and, and a way to get your court. Daniel Jones was under fire. The second the game started, he's Owen six to start the game on like bomb pass one read into double coverage because you're giving no creativity fucking handoff to not Saquon Barkley because you're running slants with him over the middle and he turns his ankle immediately. Cause why wouldn't you put your fucking half back out there and start running slants across the middle? So he's hurt. And then third down guys pin their ears back. And then, and then I don't, I mean, were you watching that game live or you were at basketball tryouts? Uh, I, I watched a lot of it live, but I, I, I missed the actual hit. The goal line situation is the worst four plays I've ever seen in a row in the history of coaching. And I'm not over-exaggerating first down and, and goal at the two. You have not run a single play with a fullback the entire fucking season. You come out in some sort of army Navy full house backfield with two other fucking running backs in the backfield and you go off tackle for no game. It's blown dead because the Cowboys call a timeout. They flash to Jason Garrett on the sideline and you can see it in his face. Some antiquated high school coach bullshit. Fuck it. Run it again. Fuck it. They know what's coming. Fuck it. 
run it again. They run it again. Now, actually on first down, it stopped for no fucking game. And then in the fucking dumbest thing I've ever seen in the history of football, he goes, run it again. How in the fucking, how is it possible for a guy to run the same shitty 1960s formation straight ahead fucking run with a with your backup running back three times in a row the idea that you ever call a play three times in a row in the NFL is ludicrous the idea that you call a play three times in a row from the two yard line with for no gain is insane and then he does the only thing that could be dumber than running that play three times in a row. A naked bootleg from a fucking strong formation to your quarterback, and you put him alone on the edge, literally running for his life. If Daniel Jones gets in and scores there, he still takes that hit. You're not running an RPO. You're not running a fucking, you're not running, you're not running any sort of misdirection. You're not running a design scramble. You are running a Paul Hornig pretend to go off fucking tackle. Have your quarterback try to run through a linebacker in 2021. Why don't you just shoot the guy in the shoulder with a fucking Glock? You you got him injured. Who who could do? And then also you have you have never for one second on the goal line lined up in any formation where you might pass the ball. Surprise, surprise! No one's on their heels. They're all coming forward. The guy is running directly at your fucking quarterback, who you have given. You, have, you haven't given a receiver that he could dump the ball off to. You haven't given him a receiver that if he wanted to throw the ball away, he could throw the ball away. You haven't given him a blocker to hide behind. You have literally hung your quarterback out to dry. And you know what the excuse for Jason Garrett is at this point? Well, we don't want Daniel Jones to have to learn a new offense. It's, you know, it's this is his third year. It would be his third offense in three years. If, well, now you don't have to worry about it. Let fucking Mike Glennon learn a new offense. The Giants get in on the fourth down play as like a fucking, as some sort of sick joke. And the game is 10-10, Andy. The game's 10-10. They're, they proceed to get outscored, what, 34 to 10 for the rest of the game? Because guess what? In the NFL, if you put Mike Glennon in, you're about to get your fucking shit pushed in. I understand that these days with Kyler Murray and Josh Allen and 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 fucking, you know, uh, uh, Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield, all these guys. I understand this is part of the game that you don't draft Daniel Jones unless you think you're going to be able to use his legs. But the idea of running a fucking 1940s off tackle three times in a row and then running a 1930s naked bootleg 
Like you're hoping Rockney's gonna come loose for a fucking wide open corner touchdown, win one for the fucking Gipper. Jason Garrett should be fucking fired immediately. And honestly, it sickens me that Jason Garrett has a job as the offense coordinator for the New York Giants because he used to be a backup quarterback there and fucking was real nice on the fucking side. Who gives a shit? I'm a real fucking nice guy too. I won't get your quarterback killed. So fucking ridiculous. It's 2021, dude. Every one of these teams that has gone backwards in time to take a shitty head coach and make them a coordinator sucks. They suck. All of them suck. The Broncos offense sucks. The Lions offense sucks. The Jaguars offense sucks. The Giants offense sucks. Surprise, guys. The fucking air raid college coaches are more qualified to be NFL coaches than a guy who sucked in Dallas. Who got Tony Romo fucking hurt all the time. Who wasn't even the offense. They kept the offense coordinator and they fired him. I've never seen more disregard for player safety than those four calls in a row. You just don't give a shit. You're like, fuck it, man. My job's on the line. We got to get in here. Fucking run it again. Run it. That's such bull. That's like fucking. That's like Kurt Russell and miracle again, again, bro. It didn't work the first three times. And it didn't work the first three times because you sent your fucking starting running back over the middle on a slam pattern, third play of the game. Jason Garrett is the world's. He's got to be the dumbest fucking person to ever go to Princeton. He must have gotten in on a fucking like f- ginger quota. You dumb fuck. And now, guess what? You and dumb fuck ginger Mike Glennon can fucking figure out your offense the next couple of weeks. Mike Glennon should call the offense and Jason Garrett should have to run it. Fuck Jason Garrett. You run fucking naked bootlegs. I don't think a naked bootleg works in the fucking Princeton Yale game in 85. When Jason Garrett's running against fucking other 5'8 white dudes. Well, in uh, today's NFL, you definitely don't leave your, your QB out high and dry. How can you do that? This isn't even about like the Giants. Who gives a shit? That was going to be a tough game no matter what. They're fucking, they're out a million dudes. Cowboys look good. But the, I, this is, this is a bigger thing. Like fuck teams that fuck teams that put their players at risk by having incompetence. Yeah. Well, you know who else did that? I don't know. You probably didn't watch too much of it. I don't know if that's just what the Bengals did. And, and the Bengals and, played well. Yeah. And Burrow had to go. I, Burrow's doing injuries that I've never heard of. Throat contusion. Yeah. It was fourth and two. I could, it was, you know, it's it's not as bad as that play, but I couldn't believe it. It was fourth and two. And Bengals head coach Zach Taylor. The play he has. The Bengals have a lot of weapons too. It's a designed delayed QB run up the middle. It's and I'm horrible. thinking. I'm thinking with Burrow's knee, he's been getting hit all game. 
right? All game. Packers are on his ass all game. I'm thinking, and it worked for the record, but he got lit. I'm thinking, you're having your injured quarterback do a delayed run. You were just asking for him to get injured. And sure enough, I'm not saying it was that play, but sure enough, he's going to the hospital. I'm just like, dude, you got to protect your quarterback. And, and the other thing is, you got a guy like Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson has to run to be successful. Yeah, he's he different. Sure. Cam Newton had to run to be successful. Kyler Murray doesn't have to run to be successful. No. Russell Wilson doesn't have to run to be successful. Joe Burrow definitely doesn't have to run to be successful. And I would argue Daniel Jones doesn't have to run to be successful. And it if doesn't mean to, that those guys aren't athletic because they are and they have And legs. if you want to keep that as part of the game, then keep it as run pass option is here to stay. Sure. But don't don't give your guy a run run option if he's not Lamar Jackson. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Justin Herbert is never gonna run. He's gonna be fucking fine. And 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 he and he has you know he rushed for a touchdown yesterday. He has legs and he runs when he has to. All these guys can. Herbert Tannehill. All these guys they have great legs. Even fucking Schottenheimer, though, would never roll Russ out like that without being like, there's going to be a guy there. You got to have a guy. Throw there. the ball to. You got to have a guy there. That there's a blocker, that it's a misdirection. What year is it, dude? We're not talking about Danny Dimes fucking, you know, beating Richard Dent to the corner. Richard Dent. He's not in a foot race with fucking Dick Butkus. These guys are fast. There's a reason they don't run the option in the NFL. There's a reason the full house backfield that no one runs it that isn't a fucking military academy. Yeah. The idea that Jason Garrett lines up on first and goal at the two and runs Brendan Frazier's offense from school ties. A naked, fake it to Matt Damon and then run on a naked bootleg to the corner. It's a good movie. See if you can beat the guy from fucking, you know, Dead Poets Society to the fucking pylon. (laughs) What year is it? Those are all great movies. Fire Jason Garrett into the fucking sun. It costs you a quarterback. He should be charged. It's so with, fucking stupid. Should Jason Garrett be charged with murder? Jason Garrett should absolutely be charged with murder. And Jason Garrett should get the death, death penalty for it. Kill Jason Garrett. Daniel Jones drunk walked back to the fucking huddle. It was bad, man. And no one says anything. No one says anything. Jason Garrett just doesn't have to answer for it. You never go, hey, man. How come you run ran a 1930-style naked bootleg? Well, it, it's just, again, th- these retreads, when guys don't work out, you always say, if they didn't work out as the coach, because at this point, in today's game, both in the NFL and in college, the coordinators are just... I don't want to say they're just as important. Dude, they're right there with the head coach. Especially when you you look, there's coordinators on certain teams where they're not really the coordinator, like we said, like the head coach is calling the plays, like blah, 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 blah. But like 
Joe Judge isn't calling the offensive plays. Joe Judge didn't hire Jason Garrett. It's the most reckless hire ever, and it's now cost you multiple games. I mean, there's Jason Garrett mismanagement of the offense in the red zone. You could easily argue is the difference between three and one and one and three for the Giants. And now maybe they don't win that game, but now you're not going to win any games because you got your quarterback killed. So Jason Garrett has three, two full games at least and a quarterback that he's cost the team already. How the fuck do you justify that? Can you imagine if you were a stockbroker and you just came in and you're like, uh, I lost $20 million yesterday. I lost $40 million today. And today I got one of our, uh, one of the companies we own like suspended off the market. Cause we, I broke all kinds of fucking violations. You'd be like, dude, you're fired. Yeah. There's like, I, I, like I, I, and, and I just, I just think you, like you said with Burrow, like you said, with Jones, like you're putting these guys at risk. It's terrible. It's the same, dude. It's the same thing. That was bill fucking O'Brien with Deshaun Watson. It's like, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. And you have a guy, you have a guy's career in your hands. Sure. That was one of the wildest games I've ever seen at Packers game. Five straight missed field goals. And, 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 and I got a question, LaFleur, too. I mean, Jonathan Vilma was the color commentator for that game. He was calling it with uh, Kenny Albert. I mean, he said it. Dude, at a point when, you, when you're just missing field goals, what, what is LaFleur? His guy's missing field goals all game, extra point. He's going to settle. Like, you basically are saying, I'm settling for a 56-yarder with the guy. Like, like Vilma's saying, you have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. At that, Devontae Adams had over 180 yards receiving. What go for the touchdown, man? What 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 is LaFleur doing? And and we're coming off a season that ended because he did it. Dude, like fool me once, shame on you. You know what I mean? Like, you can't like th- this is what this is what is the worst part about it is like you don't even learn from your own fucking mistakes. That's what I'm saying. So, so, I mean, so Anthony he, Lynn, like this guy, again, we're talking about a guy who somehow still has a job. Like how many times did Anthony Lynn do that over the course of his Chargers career? 20 times. It makes a shitty end of the game call. Like, dude, fix your fucking life. So they intercept for anybody who didn't watch it. Terrible pick by Burrow in overtime. Terrible pick. First play of the game. I'm sorry. First play of overtime. Packers have the ball, I believe, at the Bengals, like around the 20-yard line. And you're thinking, okay, touchdown wins it. Field goal wins it. Either one wins it. But you're thinking, Crosby's missed at that point, I believe, at least two field goals and an extra point. Yeah. I'm thinking, dude, you're dealing with house money. You got Aaron Rodgers? And LaFleur runs it. Twice up the middle, they lose yards, consecutive plays, and then he misses a field goal. I'm just thinking, what are, dude, you have Aaron Rodgers. I think he's suspect. And, and obviously they win, they've won a lot of games with him. 
But when it comes down to crunch time and when it matters, I think he's 100% percent they're suspect. not the most talented team. That's the thing. That's that's always been the thing. It's like you're, you need to get an edge from your coach, not give an edge. And you can say, oh, you know, the offense has looked great. Like the, it's totally different offense under him than it was under McCarthy. It's definitely better. Yeah, it's way better. But they're not the most talented team. So you're going to fucking have, t- like, dude, in a game against the Rams, in a playoff game against the Rams, you're outmanned and you're outcoached. I don't care if you have the better quarterback. Yeah. You have the better quarterback in a game against the Bucs, too. And I'm you're also... Out- you're outmanned and you're outcoached. And I'm also thinking, I'm watching that game thinking from Aaron Rodgers' perspective. If if I know my, my field goal kicker is shaky, again, and, and you have a momentum-changing interception, I'm Aaron, I'm saying to him, dude, let's go for the kill shot right now. Right now. First down, Devontae Adams, let's call a fade or let's call something to get him in the end zone. Let's go for the kill shot. Unbelievable. And the Bengals, I got to say, the Bengals played well. They did. The, the, the Bengals surprised me. I, I actually thought that was going to be the, the, the Bengals, the game the Bengals got exposed in. And the fact that they were in that game, I mean, props to Cincinnati. And, and poor Burrow. He's fucked, dude. He's fucked. I've seen it all year. No way he lasts all 17 games. There's just no way. Dude, he took a horrible hit in that game and was out. And that one was kind of on him, the way he fucking dove for that one. Yeah. Then the designed run, horrible. God knows when he got throat punched. <laughs> I, I stick by what I'm saying, though. I, I, I think they finished like around 7 and 10. Just because, like we're saying with the Raiders, these things fall off quickly right and especially if you lose your starting quarterback you know you know there's only so many years you can look at this glass half full i mean it just it's like my brother said to me he, he went to the block party and they were just laughing all these people in Bengals gear i'm just like how many years are you going to do this how many years I mean, how many years are you gonna do this now they got they got a future how many how many how many years are you going to do this shit unbelievable the problem is the window is so like like you said even the Bengals window is so small because yeah the Steelers are down now but historically like not never down for long the the Browns have you know have a have a great squad the Ravens you know you could say you could say even if even if you were being you know optimistic or pessimistic if you're if you're a Ravens fan that like you know a decline in athleticism you know like like a cam maybe changes the Lamar like you're looking at what what where's your window your window's like now now for like f- five years well even before you like- have to give Burrow some massive deal yeah and then. You give Jamar Chase a massive deal, and now you have no defense and no offensive line and no running backs. Exactly. I mean, it really does go to show 
you got to win within that first four to five years on that rookie contract. The Browns are going to have to pay Baker Mayfield. The Ravens are going to have to pay Lamar Jackson. Yeah. These guys are all coming up. Now the Steelers won yesterday, which I think, again, just keeps, I don't put as much, I put more into the Broncos, Broncos. just keep getting exposed. Yeah. Pat Trimmer trash offense. Their defense can only do so much. They beat three shitty teams in a row to start the year. Yeah. Carolina's getting, Sam Darnold's reverting back to his own ways as well. Yeah. As far as being exposed. I mean, Sam Darnold is, is, is already way better than he ever was with the Jets because, again, retread, terrible coach. I mean, you, you could say, you know, Adam Gase, like the, this trade to the Panthers is like it's his last hurrah because Adam Gase, you know, tried to ruin his fucking career. And listen, he's been better. He had some terrible throws yesterday. Yeah. Some terrible throws. But also, no one expected the Panthers to be good. Sure. You also have no Christian McCaffrey, which is the single most important thing, you know? Yeah, Sam Darnold's when he has, like, probably the most diverse and explosive player in the back foot. Like, yeah, then you're fucking going to be a lot better. I mean, gr great example. Like, yesterday... The wheels start coming off for the Giants the second Saquon Barkley gets hurt. Because now we're like, well, fuck the run. We're, we're, they're never going to run the ball against us, even though they're going to try. Dallas is so much better than I thought, though, man. I, I, I Maybe it was because the hard knocks was so boring. That's what it was for me. The hard knocks was so boring and unentertaining that I decided to say the team stinks. But they're pretty good on both. Like The defense has really stepped it up. The defense has stepped it up, but I will say this. I am not 100%. Like, people went from being like, the, the NFC East is going to be won by a seven-win team again to the Cowboys are one of eight or six Super Bowl contenders, and I just don't put them there. I don't put – they're not – to me, they're not in the class of the Bucks, the Rams. I don't think that they're in the class of the Packers. I just don't think they're – like even even quarterback wise, I think that the, all those teams have a significant thing. The Cardinals, like I just don't think the Cowboys still. And and by the way, that's saying the Cowboys will now win eleven games or whatever, and they'll they'll be a real division champ, and they're they're way better than I thought they were. But this jump, this is this is kind of classic Cowboys. This is classic Cowboys. If they show signs of life. Everybody's like, this is it. This is the Cowboys team. This is the one. And I, I'll say fucking two words. Mike McCarthy. Yes, still very suspect. Yeah, it's true. But again, LaFleur is suspect. Sure. The Chargers, my point is, yeah, LaFleur could be suspect, and that's why the Packers have not been in a Super Bowl in the two years that they've had him and had great records, right? But to me, the idea of the Dallas Cowboys representing the NFC, like I would bet everything against it. Yeah, I'm not saying that. Oh, I'm just my, – my point is, is like what, what makes it – like you have to play in what? 
to me, a conference championship game potential is legit. I mean, I think you could look around the league and say there's eight teams you could see playing in a conference championship game, right? I'd say Chargers, the top of my head, AFC. Chargers, Chiefs, Ravens. Browns? Browns, yeah, for sure. Bills? Sorry, I'm, yeah, so there's five right there. Um, and not in that order for the record. Right. NFC, NFC, you're going to say Rams, Cardinals, Packers. Bucks. Bucks. That's nine. If you threw Dallas, it'd be 10. If you threw Dallas, it'd be 10. Would you have them 10th of those 10 teams? Uh, I don't know. I'd, I'd have them somewhere in the range of Browns, Ravens. Around there. I also think that the NFC is stronger. It is. And the Cardinals are the only undefeated team right now. Yeah. And I think it's good because a game like yesterday, they find ways to win where their offense doesn't put up a lot of points. So they're learning. That game was ripe for the taking. Yeah. You know, obviously you've got a quarterback who's been, been the first team QB for exactly one week um it's tough yeah it is it's real tough but winning winning a grind out game like that bodes well in the long run because it shows as a team you can find ways to win that aren't just putting up a bunch of points yeah it's uh it's gonna be interesting I mean the Bucks. You watch them when they when they start clicking on offense. No one has come close to their power, firepower as far as what they have. And this is all without Gronk right now. Like right. just just the firepower they have offensively. But the you know the Bucks team is it's a Tom Brady team. It's a it's a veteran heavy team that comes with a lot of the people that come there to be with Brady. It comes with a uh, you know a well built team in terms of the trenches, certainly on the defensive side of the ball, you know the the D line. The Bucks are just not going to get beat by a team that they shouldn't get beat by. Like the if the Bucks are going to lose, like the Bucks aren't losing games to the Dolphins. The Bucks aren't losing games to you know. The Eagles next week. The Bucks aren't losing games to, like, you know, who do you got come up? The Bears the week after. Like, the Bucks, that's just not, like, that's just not who that team's going to be. Now, does that mean they beat everybody? No, but, like, you need to be dynamic enough to keep up with them. You need to be, like, a real team. I just don't see the Bucks losing to teams that they shouldn't lose to. Yeah, I don't either. And then it just becomes a question of, like, how good are you? For real, like when, think, when it comes down to, you know, playoff quality opponents. Sure. Do you like think to me, the Bucks real next real to, I mean, like the Saints, cause it's a division game, but like, they're not, they're, you know, but the Bucks don't have a real opponent that you're worried about for a while. 
the Bills in week 14? Well, the Saints will be tough. But they always yeah, play because it's a division game. And they have them a couple times in a few weeks. If I'm the Jags, I just you just got to cut your losses with Urban. It just didn't work. I know it's so early. There's just no way they're going to turn it around. I like, you know, I know Urban's won wherever he's been or whatever, but like I'm going to say I'm going to put him in like the next level is like is Urban Meyer like a forward-thinking NFL offensive mind that you're putting with Trevor Lawrence to like try to fucking rebuild an the image of this franchise like so I read a real interesting article on Urban and I liked it a lot it was, it was in the Athletic which by the way, I really enjoyed so I forget your name. I'm sorry, but shout out to the dirt ball who gave us athletic subscriptions. I, I yeah. think they like, to be honest, I, I stopped reading the ringer. Nothing is right. Like I just think the athletic has way more writers, great writers. They got, you know, a beat writer for every team. And I really enjoy reading their articles and their opinion pieces. But anyway, I, I read a really good one that I enjoyed on urban. And it was, it was talking about the history of big name college coaches in the NFL. And as we know, they just, they just don't work out. Right. And it was got, you know, it has, you know, the Jimmy the Johnson's and the Jimmy Johnson's and the and Pete Carroll's like, like it's yeah, worked, yeah. but it was also like the Nick Saban's, but I, I thought it was interesting because it brought Cliff Kingsbury, Nick the Spurriers, the like, yeah. And it mentioned Spurrier too, it, it, but it brought like Cliff Kingsbury into it. Uh, and I thought it was interesting because it was saying he didn't come from him. You know, he came from Texas tech. He didn't even come from us. He didn't even come from a program you would call successful other than they score a ton of points. Exactly. So they never won more than six games with him. So the point of the article was these guys who come from just being a God. I mean, Irvin Meyer is a God at Florida. He's a God at Ohio state. And then you're in the NFL and the majority of the NFL coaches are in their office. And you still have to report, right, to the president and the GM and the owner. But his argument was like, dude, when he's at Ohio State and he says, I'm going to recruit for three days in Florida, he could be golfing for the majority of those three days. And that's on, right, the Ohio taxpayer dime. Sure. His point is, you really, when you're at a big, you don't have to really report to anybody. But I would also argue a whole, a whole other thing, and I don't know if this is talked about in the ar article, but like when you're the head coach of a college football team, success leads to like easier success. Sure. When you're winning, you get great recruiting classes. When you're winning in the NFL, you get bad recruiting classes. When you're losing in the NFL. So it's like you're th the whole idea of parity, like the NFL is set up so that Nick Saban can't just come in, make a team great, and then be like, fuck you, we're great forever. Next year, we get the first pick again. Next year, why wouldn't you want to come play for the Jaguars? Why wouldn't you want to come for the play for the Jaguars? Why wouldn't you? It's like people don't want to come play for the Jaguars, and you're the coach of the Jaguars because they sucked. You have Trevor Lawrence because your team sucks. So good luck. You have three, four, five years to build. Try not to get 
Trevor Lawrence killed. Try not to get him seeing ghosts. Try not to whatever. And then get him to play good enough that you can win some games. But not so good that your draft picks are too low. And not so good that you have to pay him $50 million a year. And then not be able to retain any of the good draft picks you did make. Yeah. It's a whole different fucking thing. It's a balancing act. For sure. But it's like I said in that game. Put all your money on Tennessee to cover. Because that locker room is just so lost. That's why I'm saying, at what point do you just say, this is only five. Like how, like this but you is, go back, I mean, go, go back, go back in the history of the show. I hated the urban Meyer hire. I hate the, I hate, I think that that's for all the reasons we just said, it's like, this is the guy who's going to fucking turn it around. This is the guy you're bringing in with Trevor Lawrence. If you're going to do that, why didn't you just fucking throw all the money in the world to Dabo and bring his actual fucking coach with them? Why don't you do what the, you know, the Panthers did? They bring, you know, Joe Brady to be the offense where like this guy's going out and getting a college coach from another school whose fucking offense he likes and bringing him in. Yeah. And you were just going like, Urban Meyer is going to be the guy who turns, you know, who's going to like Sherpa Trevor Lawrence into the NFL. I know. I, I, it's very, very questionable hire. You've been playing any fantasy football? You, you got any, you got any of these studs like, like Josh Allen or Justin Herbert? You got any of these guys on your team? I don't do fantasy football. I get on the fan duel sports book and I get on the pick 'em leagues and I get on the suicides, but uh, I don't do fantasy anymore these days. But, but, but you're on fan duel. I mean, obviously. Cause they have, they have, da- they have the daily fantasy. So you can and the sign- daily fantasy. I still do. I just don't do the league, the, the yearly fantasy. That's why I love the fan duel. Yeah. I pop in, I'll do a fantasy game tonight just for monday night you know i don't have to tie myself to somebody for a whole season lamar jackson would be good tonight guess how much i actually looked this up if if you if you were playing fanduel fantasy and you should start playing this football season and fanduel will give you a 20 percent bonus on your first deposit up to 500 dollars. if you had lamar jackson he'd be good because he's averaging a combined this is an andy ruther little nug that i looked up i was curious the average combined 339 yards a game between passing and running. So he's going to give you a lot of fantasy points, dirt balls. So uh, you can set new lineups every day. There's so many different formats on FanDuel, the main slate, single game, best ball, or the snake draft. So experience season-long wins without the season-long waits. Sign up today at FanDuel.com forward slash dirty to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's FanDuel.com forward slash dirty age and location restrictions apply bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. And, uh, I am looking for, we, bo- I think we both are I'm looking for, uh, Colts to cover that spread tonight. We both have that same pick, right? Yeah. And I had that in one of my pick six leagues too. So, 
Uh, Carson Wentz, don't get don't get murdered. Call the other quarterbacks. Hopefully he can play. I you know what I went to this weekend, which I really enjoyed. I went to University of Cincinnati football game. Yeah, how'd that go? It's good, man. It was Friday night. It was a Friday night ESPN game, and they uh, you know they don't have a they have, the stadium only seats like forty thousand. It's one of the smallest stadiums for big time college football. But they've redone it recently. It's really nice. They killed Temple. They were thirty point favorites, but I don't know. It was, it was a like Cincinnati's up to number three now, and and they're but they don't play anybody the rest of the way. Right. And who's number one now? Georgia, Georgia, Georgia Iowa, Cincinnati. Yeah. So it's interesting. Like that's the big thing. Everybody, of course, Cincinnati's talking, and uh, they have a they have some really talented players. But I, I really enjoyed. I hadn't been to a college football game in a while, and I and I forgot just it's just how different the environment is there, and the totally. fanfare, and the band, and the student section, and just absolutely, it's it's just a fun environment. It's better, and the reason it's better is because people aren't priced out, and, and that's exactly it too. You know, we went to the concession stand, and I was like, wait a second. You know, you can get a, not that it's, I mean, it's not cheap because everything's expensive, but it's like, wait, I can get a, I can get a water and a hamburger for like six, seven bucks. I mean, it would be smart. You know, it'd be smart. And like, there's obviously the NFL sells tickets well enough that you don't have to do this, but a team like your chargers, for example, should do this. A team that's like low key struggling with fan base, you know, I'm sure there's a couple other, you know, I'm sure the Jags, but like, embrace that post-college crowd and call it like the recently student section or something like that, you know, target the 22 to 28 year old Sunday fun days and do a fucking post student section. You know why they'd never do that? Because they can, they'll, they'll find the tickets regardless, whether it's a business guy or somebody. Right. Right. But I'm saying what, sure. You know, again, in think, think instead of short term and uh, how much can we make on these tickets think long term in terms of cultivating a fan base cultivating excitement yeah cultivating whatever like throw a student section in the in the chargers game you know you go to those lafc games or whatever there's like the areas that like got flags and fires and blah you're like just you know get that vibe going for yeah like a, a Chargers would be a great example of a team it, that should be doing shit like that. It, it would be. And you're right. The, the the fanfare is so different. And that's what I noticed because my buddy has four season tickets for University of Cincinnati uh, football. And I was like, dude, all these people and, you know, everyone's so turned. Obviously, they're a top five team. But I'm thinking, like, how do, do these same people, then they go down to Paul Brown Stadium to watch the Bengals. Do they not see the difference? One school is resurgent and you know they've they've been pretty good for the most part since brian kelly was their coach and obviously he went on another name and he's been successful there but i'm like they've been a successful program i'm just thinking like how do people not see the difference and because because it is a huge difference but i think that is smart i am curious about the chargers because everyone's like oh it's such a great investment you got two season tickets i say yeah it is a great investment now if they win the division what are those tickets going to jump up to? Yeah, but you don't get you don't get like any sort of you know grandfathered in. You don't have to play a PSL, so the PSL will go up. Well, I own I own the PSL. 
right. which is kind of cool. So that's so like, a good investment. Like, so that immediately the PSL could go up. Wasn't it? Wasn't the Rams ten times more expensive for a yeah. PSL? My PSL was two hundred dollars total. Right. So good investment in that you could you can sell the PSL later on. Sure. And you can set that price. But like, it is interesting. Just uh, now, did one- you did you end up selling your tickets this past weekend to? Uh, crypto rant. No, I'd already sold them. Got it. I've basically shout sold. Out, shout out, by the way, to uh, our our official cryptocurrency dirtball Andy Ranta from from Cleveland. And it's so crazy. His name is so similar to my name. Yeah. Uh, I had plans on trying to meet up with him yesterday post Browns game, but I was in no state physically, mentally, or alcohol uh, consumption wise after I had to watch. Um, the murder of Daniel Jones by the coward Jason Garrett. So assassination of Daniel Jones by the coward Jason Garrett. So he DM me our, our official crypto dirt ball from Cleveland and, and, and Andy. So Andy DM me, he was in Venice. He showed me a picture and he's like, what's the address again for where the smart studio is. And I was with my brother and I told my brother, he's like, he's like, what the fuck's wrong with these dirt balls? Like the smut, I'm like, brother, the smut studio is legendary. It's like going to where JFK got killed. That's what he, my brother goes, it's not like you saw where John Lennon was murdered. Like I go, yeah, it's kind of a bigger deal actually. Yeah. Yeah. You can yeah. see where Yoshi murdered a guy named Jim Lennon, <laughs> a homeless man. You can see where uh, Yoshi ran over in a car, a guy who thought he was John Lennon. Is that so much math? You thought he was singing Let It Be. Somebody somebody last night at the block party, some woman, I don't know. I don't know. She's somewhere down the street. She's like, oh, you lived in Venice for 12 years? And, you know, I see all these things on the news. And She's my like, sister I opened a pizza restaurant under Hotel Irwin, but then I moved back to Cincinnati because some guy doxed me. She's like, my sister back in the, you know, blah, 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 lived in Marina Del Rey. And I used to go out and visit her. I used to love going to Venice. And now I see all these things in the news about the homeless. And I was like, the homeless have always been there. She's like, really? I go, it just got out of control. I was like yeah. the homeless was always part of it. That was part of like the bohemian culture. It was, I kind of enjoyed it. It was entertaining and people watching. I was like, but now it just got so bad. RIP Venice. I never doxed that place, by the way. Well, you doxed Decoya. I didn't dox Decoya. I've never doxed. I don't know if you doxed the pizza place, but you. I mean, I put it on blast. I put, yeah. I did have dirt balls writing Yelp reviews. Yeah. I guess that's doxing. Yeah. Hey man, if you if you create a bad business, just be ready. Uh, by the way, I I learned today. I was going through. I, I got this new financial program where I can see exactly where I spent my money. I know exactly what fast the two fast food places I spent my most money in the twelve months I've been here. Let's see if you can guess number one. I'm trying to think what is like. It's by the way, it's not a Cincinnati. I'll give you a hint. It's not a Cincinnati. No, I know, but I'm just trying to think of like what's, uh, I mean. This is who I've given my most money to as far as when I say fat, you know, fat, a fast food type place. Yeah. McDonald's? No. Wendy's? No. I don't even know. Jersey what, Mike's. 
Jersey. Oh, uh, yeah. So I've See, given that's a, what I was going to say. I was like, is yeah. Jersey Mike's fast food? I guess it is. I've given $166 to Jersey Mike's in the last 12 months. Number two on that list is City Bird, a chicken place. And it's a Cincinnati based place. And I think they're expanding. It's really good. Ch- you know, that's the craze. It's chicken sandwiches. Yeah. And I'm obsessed. But it, it, it was funny for me to be like, when you really break it down, you're like, wait, I'm giving $13 a month basically to this place you know i've joked that i'm going to turn the house into a giant jersey mics in the middle of a subdivision you're gonna have a knock on your door one day it's gonna be the chihuahua it's like yo Gero, indy ruther why have you <laughs> forsaken us i really don't do taco bell man yo fool you leave los angeles you don't eat tacos anymore yeah but the truth is, I'd say my last five years living in LA, I bet you I did Taco Bell maybe five times total once a year. I mean, you acted like I was there all the time. And one of the last times was that one in Hollywood that we went to. That was wild. That was one of the wildest Taco Bells ever. I heard Chappelle does some bits about that person in his new bit and his new stand-up. <laughs> Have you watched it yet? I haven't. Have you watched it? No, I, I just read and people getting all mad, which, which makes me laugh. You did watch that Wilder Fury fight, though, right? I did watch the Wilder Fury fight. Laz had us over for the boxing match. I'm not, you know, I don't do fight sports. I, I've, I was always a boxing fan growing up. Loved watching boxing. Never got into UFC. Um, but, I mean, through the years, I would say in the last at least 10 years, Maybe even more than that, but like the last 10 years, at least like every single time I've invested time and certainly any money in watching a boxing match. It's been horrible. Now, to be fair, I didn't watch either of the first two Wilder Fury fights, but I know the first one as, as is standard for boxing these days ended in some sort of controversy. Yeah, it did. Um, and that's the worst part about it is like you're left. The worst part about it is like you watch boxing these days, you spent, God forbid you spend money on the pay-per-view and you leave feeling swindled because either you didn't get a good fight at all. It's, you know, Floyd Mayweather, like hiding, under like, you know, the sponge bucket or you watch a fight and you feel like you've you've been totally like lied to because you're like, wait, every single person I'm with thought this guy won this fight. You guys are saying this guy won this fight. This is a scam. And this fight was really good. Like, like crazily. I mean, Fury, when he knocks him down early, you're like, this fight's over. This dude's not going to make it to the next round. Then he turns around and knocks down Fury, I think twice. And then, I mean, it's just a great fight. You, you know, that you, you kind of sensed midway through the fight, like in the sixth, gonna be tough for this guy to last the whole thing. And if he does, he's still probably gonna lose. But man, he, you know, Wilder fought, like battled, made it a fight, and then got his ass knocked out, which is always great. You'd love to see it. I mean, it's brain damage. You know, it's not 
you hate to see it when it's your quarterback, but like when it's boxing, you're like, well, at least we have a, an official. And like, I just like knockouts now because it leaves, it leaves it. No controversy. Yeah. He knocked you the fuck out the end. Sure. We're not going to talk about, Oh, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, but it was a really, really good boxing match. And I haven't said that in forever. Yeah. I almost got it. Cause I watched the second one with tug and Nick D'Alessandro. We did that live play-by-play, play, a la, like the Manning cast. Yeah. We all wore suits. So after watching the second one, which wasn't the most enjoyable fight, and I knew their history, I was like, I'm going to get, I didn't get it, but obviously I watched the highlights and it looked like a great match. And it was, and and it's just like, you know, they're they're so long that the heavyweight division you're like oh this is just such like a cesspool of like giant slow like you know kind of like tomato can like who's gonna be the guy who gets a lucky punch here and there it's a great fight and also fury like looked i mean for a guy who's six nine or whatever and 270 whatever like however god knows however big he is and fat and like yeah, Whatever. it's just like it's just impress. Like there's so much skill involved in being that big and still being good. And you're like, man, this guy's fucking legit. Sure. So yeah. I'm just like glad. I mean, I didn't pay for it, but I was glad that it was a good fight. Like I just hate. I've hated boxing for ten years. It's like, ugh. Now I've got to like watch Wilder Fury twelve because they keep rigging. It back and forth, back and forth to sucker people out of seventy nine dollars or whatever it costs. Yeah, yeah, I have the same sentiments, but I'm glad it was a good fight and a good. And I'm sure fight. there's somebody out there who's like, "Man, you didn't fucking see this 115 pound guy fight this other fucking 115 pound guy. It's a war." It's like, honestly, at a certain size, like I don't give a shit either because there is no knockout potential. Like, you need to be, you know middleweight light heavyweight heavyweight like yeah otherwise it's like yeah i mean there's there's skill and technique to it and not you know no doubt about it that those are those are great fighters but like also they'd be murdered by a heavyweight sure we're not going to do some calls today the hotline is 310-359-8365 so you guys can call if you want to do that just want to plug the hotline for calls i promise we will do calls next episode but uh, we'll wrap up with some baseball talk. We're, we're now in the thick of playoffs. A lot of, a lot of good series going on. What are, what are your takes right now so far? Well, obviously the big, uh, the big controversial call in the Red Sox game last night was all the all the news. Um, it's a terrible, terrible rule. Like everybody's like, "What's your take, Prano? What's your take, Prano?" And uh, my take is that it's a terrible, terrible, terrible rule, a rule that I dealt with many times in, uh, you know, high school baseball happens way more often in high school baseball where there's not always a fence um, or, 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 you know, balls go into bushes or balls get kicked into parking lots or whatever like that. Um, but it is the rule and it's horrible. Like update the rules. We now have video. Let's stop acting like we need like, let's stop acting like, you know, 
we're going to be where the guy was at the start of the pitch is a good rule. When we have a video, we can know where he was when the ball went out of fucking play. The idea that that ball goes out of play and it's a like, it's not a ground rule double. It's just like an automatic double. It's two bases from where the guys were when the ball was pitched is like dumb. And then also, you know, dare I say every single batter has a lead. So even that rule, it's like two bases. Okay. Well, if you're on, fucking second base and you're leading off the base you're not on second base you're not taking second and third yeah you're fucking scoring so it's uh it's a horrible rule uh the that they need to fix and also the red sox still come back and hit a two-run homer after which makes it even more like well uh you just you just hate to see especially in a five-game series where now the Red Sox are a game away from eliminating the Rays. You hate to see it go that way. So first of all, baseball, you have all the technology. Fix your fuck. Just fix the wording. That's all you have to do. Just add umpire's judgment to fucking everything. We'll never do this again. Also, um, great series. You, you know, great AL East battle. That's been enjoyable. Huge comeback last night by the White Sox. Love to see it. I mean, there can't be people out there that are not from Houston or related to people on the Astros that are rooting for the Astros. As much as I like a lot of those guys prior to the whole incident, you got to be rooting for the White Sox. Um, and and hopefully that series, I'd, I'd like to see that series go five games. Like the idea that it was almost over in three, it's like, come on. I also have the White Sox as my preseason World Series pick. So I, I hope they keep fighting. Um, but a great, you know, they, they get a home game finally, and they have an offensive outburst. So let's see if they can, you know, do something with that. Uh, the giants Dodgers series is obviously the marquee series so far. You get a solid giants win in game one. Then you get an offensive explosion by the Dodgers in game two tonight will be, you know, your boy, I, I believe your boy. I believe it's Mad Max. He'll pitch on four days rest. He just won't pitch. He hasn't lost a game yet. He hasn't. He hasn't lost a game that he started for the. The Dodgers have not lost a game he has started for. That's what I'm saying. They have not lost a game that he started. Um, you know, he's just he's too fucking. He's too mad. They're just inspired by how mad he is. You know what that says to me? They're due. They're due to lose if he hasn't lost a game since they've started. Yeah. And, and listen, uh, I've never once said Max Scherzer is not one of the greatest pitchers we've seen in our, in our lifetime, you know, in our generate in, in his generation of pitchers, he's certainly up there. Well, but boy, will I be rooting against him tonight? Current update. It was zero, zero head into the fifth and Jock Peterson just, just belted a three run home run. Wow. And that's Razor, also Razor. Milwaukee can't score, can't score any runs. That's also been a good series so far. Obviously, rooting heavy for the Brewers. Don't you know? You don't want to see the Braves go on. But obviously, I, the, the I marquee that, series so far is Giants Dodgers. I just hate that these series are five games. Yeah, me too. But that's what happens when you add a wild card round, and then you add a fucking you know wild card game, and then all this bullshit. We don't need, we didn't need more playoff teams. So stupid. 
Yeah, I know. It just it's just like I don't know. Now, did you see? Oh, you know, I don't like to bring these folks up, but it was trending today, and I didn't know why it was trending. It was one of my favorite, truly one of my favorite actors trending. I I did see. I watched the video. I was taking a dump this morning. I mean, they're almost the the you know blog slash podcast conglomerate that shall not be named at this point. Well, especially look, I, after look, they, you know, I, stole our Jameis story, pretended it was their Jameis story, tried to tried to pretend our Jameis story was false by not having Jason Light appear on their show. Look, I, I don't really, uh, you know, my feelings. I'm I'm indifferent about Barstool. Like, you know. I think uh, obviously they're they're under the gun a lot, and, I, and I've had issues in the past for sure. But like at this point, I'm just like whatever. I did watch the video. But I guess so fucked. Like so it's confusing. So corny, loserish behavior. Like you know, they're they've certainly been under the gun, like you said through the years. Like racist behavior, sexist behavior, blah 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 blah. That goes with all that. That's fine, and I'm not even making light of this. Uh, having beef with John Cusack worse than all that stuff. Who doesn't like John Cusack? What the fuck kind of shit take is it? Like, talk about terrible take Monday. Well, John Cusack is a fucking legend. Look, I, the truth is, I don't know much outside of his acting. I, I just know that I knew he was a diehard Cubs fan. And He's I a guess diehard my- Chicago guy. He, we saw him in Chicago, remember? We we did in uh, Wicker Park. I, I I guess my the only thing I've the only thing my, my my context for this is just that he's a diehard Cubs guy, and a guy from Barstool approaches him who's a Sox fan, and questions why he's going to the Sox game room for the Sox. Now here's the other thing though, because that that actually paints it a little that does misrepresent him a little bit because he was in eight men out. He was a supporter of the white Sox when they go to the world series, you know, whatever that was 2000, what eight he's, oh, I, I didn't know any, like I knew, I knew eight men out. I, did, I didn't yeah. know about he's he, he goes to both. Now, listen, I know people in New York who do this. It's to me way different. First of all, because the because the marquee team in Chicago is historically the worst team, right? Like the Cubs are the marquee team. They don't win a World Series for a hundred years. The the in New York, it's the big bad evil empire. Like Mets fans don't root for the Yankees with good reason. Now I know some Yankees fans are like, I don't mind the Mets. And that's the way Giants fans are about the Jets. But Jets fans have a beef with the Giants, even though, like, we're not the fucking Yankees. The Yankees are the devil. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't, like, but then comparison, like, I'm sure there's L.A. fans who root for the fucking Angels. You know? And vice versa. He's historically rooted for both. Yeah. Like, I, I just think having a... To me, you expose yourself if you have beef with John Cusack, of all people. Also, he got exposed in that video. John Cusack just starts listing off old school White Sox players. Well, I, I did think it was interesting. Uh, 
how it played out. Like it wouldn't be something I'd post because it didn't, it didn't. Cause it was more cringeworthy for the guy who posted it. Yes. That's why. Totally. Right. So, I mean, obviously I think it was, it was cordial enough. Like I I'm glad that I'm glad I'll be honest. Like if I'm going to find a silver lining, I was like, okay, these two dudes disagree. I thought at least they were cordial and Cusack that what he fist bump in the end. Like we agree to disagree. And then the guy comes after him after the fact. Okay. That's the problem is like, dude, John Cusack's got a foot and a half on you. You back down. And then you come at him online. Just seems kind of like typical for that. The whole conglomerate. It's like, this is what we do. We well, antagonize. But it's, yeah. I mean, but you know, as far as what, what they were trying to do, I assume is make a viral video and they have. And, and, and now as I'm looking, uh, you know, on Twitter, it's like, he's been trending all day. Yeah. Because he goes after him and he's like, you know, he was like, Oh, it was cordial enough. But now that this guy's coming after me online, I'm going to call him fuck. I'm going to tell, tell everybody his breath stinks and he's a fucking scumbag. And whatever. I mean, and, I mean, I mean, right now, it's John Cusack's name is the twelfth highest trend in the United States. But like, uh, here's my thing. Like, you know, I just called for the murder of Jason Garrett, right? And there's multiple fan bases that have been tortured by this man. And like, we've attacked people over the years. But like, you have to question your whole organization is no one safe john cusack america's sweetheart lloyd dobler what who i wouldn't call him america i mean america's sweetheart like like again i, I don't know he was literally of, in america's sweetheart I, I i know but but my point is like but like but like like john john cusack's rotten tomato score as a human must be a hundred right like who doesn't Again, like John Cusack? I, I don't know much about John Cusack. Um, outside of you know some of the movies I've seen, what I what I do know is this is definitely a microcosm of the age we live in, where we go after people and we're all doing it for viral videos. And like, I'm not to me. This is the equivalent of what I said. What I said a couple of weeks ago. It's like I knew one side had lost the plot when they started attacking Joe Biden for ice cream. John Cusack is the actor's equivalent of ice cream. You have a problem with ice cream now? Yeah, but, but but like like my but like meets like everyone's lost the plot like like on all sides and and people go after people and and the, and the hypocrisy that it's like it's just so funny to me um, that like 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 it's sad to be honest that we live in an age where it's like hey this guy is a sports fan he's going to go to team and like now we're turning this into a thing and it's all clickbaity and it's working because like we're talking about it. you know what i'm saying like, like i know i like, know i know like, we're talking about but it's it to me it's like we we do we go after certain things i'm just saying like sure you know my, my if this is exactly dude, what i'm dude, talking dude, about dude and we're in a wild time did you see this is what i'm saying when i say people lost plots like you know for, for everybody out there who has endless amounts of content, you know, everybody's going to do hot take stuff for ratings. What I would say to the people who out there who have choices is like, 
Are you siding with the people who are anti ice cream and anti John Cusack? Like who? What's what the fuck else is, you know? Well, like, I mean, we live in a wild age. I I, I just was just reading about ESPN. Like the, the, if, if these guys go after Bill Murray, I'm, I'll firebomb their offices. You know what I mean? Like what? Who is no one safe from from clickbait pandemonium? But again, the age we live in, like, here's a prime example. It's, it's, it's crazy where we're at. ESPN's new NBA countdown crew, their new crew. Again, this is the difference between TNT and ESPN. ESPN's new crew, obviously a big change up. And um, what, what's her name left? She's not NBC. Um, she was the host before. Anyway, I'm forgetting her name. Maria. Yeah. Taylor. Yeah. Anyway, this is the new ESPN countdown crew. So, so Greenberg, Greenberg girl host, whatever, like host doesn't really matter. This is the new, this is the new crew for NBA games. Stephen A. Smith, Michael Wilbon, Jalen Rose. You have one former player, one former player in that group. One. You, you, you have. But Andy Ruthrop lives in cities where they play basketball. That, that's my the point. Like West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground, is where I learned about basketball games. <laughs> West Four Street courts in the cage. It's wild to me. How dare you? You you have one former player. I I, I the three guys that talk. I watched the malice in the palace on television. That's not a. So do we all. So what? So so my point is, when we talk about this clickbait and this crazy age limit, what do you think ESPN is? They're clearly doing. Hey, we'll we'll put Stephen A. before the games. Not only does he say crazy shit from Monday through Friday, we'll get him saying wild stuff before the Lakers play the Clippers yep. or whoever. Yeah. And then it's going to trend on Twitter and but then the YouTube. You know, the, the thing with ESPN, uh, Stephen A. Smith is the is the uh, franchise quarterback that you spent money on. This you just have to go all out. Now it's just, I guess we're, guess we're not playing defense. I guess we're just being, we're just in the Stephen A. Smith yelling nonsense business because we're paying him $14 million and we have fired literally everybody else that works for our fucking company. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, they're pushing all, all, it's all, all the chips are in. They're going all in on Stephen A. Smith. It's a bold move, Cotton. Yeah. It's a real bold move. On that note, let's wrap this bad boy up. Again, drop us a call 310-359-8365. Drop a podcast review. And if you do that, you get two free dirtesies, dirtesies. Dirty sports koozies, courtesy. That's the word I was looking for. On me, I'll send those out to you. So leave your leave your uh, Twitter, Instagram handle. I am at Joe Prano on all social media except for Twitter. I'm at Fix Your Life. I will be in San Diego at the Comedy Store in La Jolla next weekend with Eddie Ift. That's uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I believe it's the. 22nd to the 24th or 23rd to the 25th. One of them it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday in La Jolla. 
follow me on Instagram for sure. I'll post all my, uh, you know, upcoming shows there and stories. And then uh, check out JoePano.com for time from time to time, because I always update my calendar with upcoming shows headed to the East coast with Eddie, uh, North Carolina, two spots in Florida in November. And, uh, there was one other thing, but now I can't remember what it was. So fuck it. Oh, and, uh, Andy Lazarus is going to giants Dodgers at Dodger stadium tonight. And we were going to do a post NLDS game three, uh, dirty slides tomorrow. You guys, you guys are back, huh? Yeah, you know, do it every couple of weeks. Playoffs are here. Do an early playoffs. Probably do a late playoffs. Probably do them postseason, and then we'll take a break for four months. <laughs> All right, I'm actually bringing the dent report. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Kidding. No dent. So if report. you have questions for that dirty slides, dirty slide into the DMs. All right, guys, I have to uh, pee. I gotta pee. I always have to pee now. I don't know what's going on. I like train my body to have to really pee before these episodes end. So that is the show. Thank you for the support. Fire you guys Jason have, Garrett. You guys uh, keep him. Keep support, him. Support John Cusack. Support keep ice him. cream. Keep, keep Jason Garrett. Keep him. I like watching the meltdowns. All right, guys. That's the show. Have a great week. And as always, stay dirty. <laughs>